Hi friends. In today's episode, I want to talk about something completely different, completely different than what I've been discussing in previous episodes where we're really leaning into subconscious healing and understanding the subconscious mind. Today, I actually want to talk about natural health. And the reason I want to talk about this is because I can really see it as the beginning point of the journey that got me to where I am today. So I would say that it mostly began when I first became pregnant. And something about this journey into motherhood causes you to really be mindful of your own body because you're so concerned for the health of that baby, you begin to make all of your choices with more than one person in mind. And so, of course, just like every other mother, I began to really pay attention to the things that I was eating and drinking and had a new level of awareness around health. And along with motherhood comes many decisions that must be made. There's decisions about everything throughout your whole pregnancy, and there's decisions of caring for this new little precious life once they are here outside of your womb and in your arms. And those decisions led me on a journey to begin to seek out natural solutions and also to begin to understand how Western medicine was interacting with our bodies. And I really, just like every mom out there, I really wanted the best for my little son, my newborn son, but I wanted it to be healthy and natural and not damaging to him. And I guess this is just how God made me. I really wanted to research and understand. And so I spent much of my time through pregnancy and really all the years of being a mom. I've put a lot of time and effort into research and study and wanting to know more about natural health. So back in 2013, uh, my dear sweet cousin, Carrie, who I just adore, knew this about me. She knew how important natural health was to me. And she introduced to me essential oils, which ended up being such a huge component of the healthcare for myself and my family. And I had no idea that essential oils could be used to care for your body. Um, I thought they were just like perfumes. (laughs) I thought they were just something that smelled good. And so I went on this beautiful journey of learning even more about the body and understanding how essential oils can interact with our system and understanding the science behind it. And I loved every minute of it, which was kind of cool and exciting for me because side note here, I never went to college. I didn't go to college because financially it wasn't something that my parents were going to support or were able to support. And I didn't know what I wanted to be. And so I wasn't willing to take on the debt of student loans 
to pursue a degree in something that I wasn't even sure it was going to serve me later down the road. And I instead learned from the school of life and began traveling a lot and just having a lot of fun and adventure. Anyhow, bringing us back to this topic, I fell in love with learning really for the first time in my life. I just could not get enough information about natural health and the body and how the whole body works and the science behind all of this was fascinating to me. So I ended up becoming a certified natural wellness coach and I just loved taking that course. I learned so, so much. But the interesting thing through all of this was there's a lot of rules and regulations about what you're allowed to say about natural health if you stand to earn an income from any natural products. So essentially, the FDA is very strict about anyone sharing education and then also making a profit from a product that coincides with that education. So if you're not understanding what I'm saying, essentially, let's just imagine a a farmer, a bee farmer who sells honey and he has a honey stand. At his honey stand, he is not allowed to have an educational book about the health benefits of honey, especially if there's any science that proves that honey could do something for your health. Let's just say there's like science that shows honey makes the immune system stronger the bee farmer would not be allowed to have that book of information right next to the honey. And um, he would even have to be very careful how he spoke about any science regarding the benefits of honey. Everything would have to be extremely elusive, like honey may support your immune system. Honey may be beneficial to your brain. I don't know. You know, I don't really know anything about honey. (laughs) I'm just making all of this up, but I hopefully you get the point. So, in the world of essential oils, because I was selling essential oils, I had to learn how to be very careful and to speak carefully around educating people on really on what essential oils can do and just any natural health products. And I find this so fascinating because when you look at the other side of the coin, when we look at like Western medicine, doctors who do stand to make a profit from pharmaceuticals that are being sold, it's well documented that pharmaceutical sales reps have, you know, a kickback that goes to doctors. Doctors get incentives when they, you know, write so many prescriptions and and so on. Um, Doctors don't have to do this same thing. And part of the reason why is because the medicines that they're selling and promoting are all FDA approved. 
and all of those medical claims that those medicines make have been approved. Well, unfortunately, nature uh, can't be (laughs) regulated. Um, It can't be FDA approved. There can be no patents put on nature. Essentially, what I'm saying is there's no money. There's no money to be made in the world of natural health because if it benefits your body to eat an apple, really no one can patent an apple. That makes sense to you. So it is a very, what I find to be a very hypocritical world where if there's money to be made, um, this whole Western medicine side can say what they want and do what they want. But this whole Eastern medicine side and this world of natural health isn't allowed to speak openly and freely about the benefits of God's creation. And for those of you that know and love the Bible and study it, I mean, when you really think about it, is that any surprise? Like everything that is good and from God and is so wonderful, I feel like the enemy of our soul always tries to find a way to like stop God's goodness. (laughs) Isn't that just the truth? And so maybe I'm drawing too far of a conclusion here, but it feels like a truth to me that why God's creation and all of these good things in nature are so tried to be like hushed, hushed and not talked about it. I feel like it might have something to do with that. You can make your own conclusion. That's just my idea. Anyhow, what I wanted to talk about today is a little bit of my own health journey because I, um, I'm 46. I have no problem talking about my age. Listen, age is just a number. And the more that we embrace it and love ourselves, I say the better. So I'm 46 and I'm proud. (laughs) I've gained a lot of uh, wisdom and experience in life. And I'm so thankful for each and every year that I've gotten to have on this planet. Anyhow, when you turn 40, of course, our Western medicine world loves to promote what, ladies? That's right. You guessed it. Mammograms. (laughs) It's all about the mammogram. You've got to start getting your mammograms. Well, I was really just deep in my soul and that intuitive side of me not feeling great about a mammogram. I didn't feel for me personally, like it was something that was going to serve my health. And so I started doing a little bit of research and I found a tool that is much less invasive to the body that's called breast thermography. And I decided that that would be a great tool to serve my preventative health side of things by making sure that I was having great breast health without being invasive to the body. And, you know, maybe you don't know it, or maybe you even disagree, which is fine, but mammograms are invasive. And I find this so interesting because I had a conversation with a doctor the other day who she really did not understand why I thought mammograms are invasive. And for me, mammograms are invasive because they expose you to really high amounts of radiation 
not just exposing you to it, but exposing you to that radiation in your pelvic and chest area. It's the equivalent of over 70 x-rays of exposure with just one mammogram. So to me, that's invasive, being exposed to radiation on top of the 50 pounds of pressure that is placed upon your breasts to do this scan. A friend of mine said the other day, if this was the way that we looked for testicular cancer, you know that they would already have found another way, which I just think is so funny and probably really true. If you had to smash the testicles and the 50 pounds of pressure to see if there was cancer there, I bet you they would find another way. <laughs> so needless to say, I wasn't interested in the radiation or the 50 pounds of pressure on my breasts. And so I looked for another way, which leads me back to breast thermography. If you've never heard of this, it's essentially a camera that takes an image of you and it shows the heat patterns in your body. This technology is amazing. It's actually been around since the 70s, 1970s. And um, a lot of people don't know about it. And I believe part of the reason why is because breast thermography hasn't become part of the norm in the Western medical world to take care of our health. And I honestly really wish that it was because it's such a wonderful tool in the detection of anything abnormal in the body. So I found a beautiful practitioner that does breast thermography and I went and had those photos taken and the results came back and the results basically said, hey, there's some areas of concern and we recommend a secondary screening. Now, part of the reason why I'm talking about all of this is back to my first point earlier in the episode, when you are in the world of natural health or anything that is you know, less invasive to the body, you're not allowed to give certain information. And essentially, if anyone who is a practitioner of breast thermography were to give me information about the damage that mammograms can cause to your body, like, you know, being exposed to radiation, if they were even to recommend, you know, to say, hey, I don't recommend you get a mammogram, they could be shut down by the FDA, especially because mammograms are part of the Western medicine protocol. And in truth, it's it's a big money maker. Um, if you're, you know, kind of recommending to the whole population of women that's 40 and up that they need to get a mammogram every year, I hope you can make the conclusion that there's a lot of dollar signs involved in that. Um, some more information about mammograms is they're actually not that great of technology. They don't work well for dense breasts. They don't work well for anyone with breast implants. And they have over 60% false positive rate. So when we're kind of looking just at the stats of the technology, I understand that it's what is recommended. And I also understand that it has 
it's not like it's never helped anyone. Obviously, it has detected uh, breast cancers or or tumors or lumps within women's breasts. So I'm not going to fully knock it, but I do want you to have a, a bigger picture of all of the risks, the invasiveness, and kind of the stats on the technology. And the reason why I'm saying all of this is because literally the the practitioners that are in um, the natural health world or the practitioners that are in the breast thermography world, they're not allowed to say any of this. They're not allowed to tell you any of this information. Well, listen, I make no money off of breast thermography. <laughs> I'm not connected to breast thermography in any way. And because it's a part of my journey, especially right now, given my age, I thought it would be really important to talk about. And especially because I, my demographic of who I'm speaking to is women. And so I just, from woman to woman, I really want to share this information with you because I think it's great for you to know not to just trust me and think that I'm the authority on it, but to do your own research. That's always what I recommend for everyone. I don't want anyone to just take my word for it on anything, but rather I hope that what I'm sharing causes you to begin to ask some really good questions and do research for yourself and go and see what do you think is the best fit for you and your lifestyle and the health that you want to create. So let's go back to, I get the breast thermography results and it's flagged that I need to have a secondary screening. Well, I already knew I didn't want my secondary screening to be a mammogram. And so the two choices that are left for a secondary screening are an MRI or an ultrasound. I have heard through some of the um, articles that I've read that MRIs are fantastic at detecting and really seeing great images of anything going on in the breasts. The downside is that MRIs are very expensive and if you want your doctor to write you a referral for an MRI, it's actually not the protocol within the Western medical world to have an MRI done for breast health. Um, Usually you have to have first had a mammogram that was irregular before they would even consider an MRI. And as I discovered this week with my doctor appointment, um, as I went in to get this referral, some medical practices, it's not even their protocol to ever suggest an MRI for breast health, which is very interesting because I've read many articles from um, doctors that are, you know, in the gynecology, like serving women world. And many of them actually do recommend MRIs as a potential health screening. But like I said, most uh, insurances don't cover it. They can be very expensive. And I want to let you know, if that's something you want to do, there's actually a service called Open MRI that you can go and get an MRI for much, much cheaper than they're going to charge you at a hospital. I believe it's anywhere from 
$450 to $700. Of course, I'm in the Bay Area of Northern California, so things tend to be a little more expensive here. But the open MRI nearest me, those were their prices versus going to a hospital, it's like $1,500. So it is doable if you want to pay for it out of pocket um, on your own. You can find it for a little bit cheaper. But I just wanted to give you the full picture of why most people don't get MRIs, even though an MRI is a really great technology and it doesn't expose you to these high levels of radiation. So a conversation with my doctor, again, when she asked me why I didn't want a mammogram, I told her because I like to choose things that are more uh, in line with natural health and less invasive. And her response to me was, a mammogram's not invasive. So what I have found to be my experience is there's lots and lots of stuff that doctors are just not educated on. And really, when you think about it, a doctor is just a person that is providing a service to you, which means that you're the customer and you really need to advocate for yourself and advocate what for what you want. And remember that you are the person being served. I believe uh, my parents' generation really put doctors up on a pedestal and whatever the doctor says is golden. And I really think it's important to question what doctors say and to ask for what you want. And if they won't cooperate with you, you go and find another doctor that's willing to meet your needs. So that's just my little plug for, hey, remember to be your advocate for yourself, for your children, even for your elderly parents. (laughs) You are the customer and you're the one asking for a service. So um, I gave her a little bit of education around mammograms. She, and again, like maybe you don't think radiation and 50 pounds of pressure on your breasts is invasive. In her world, that's non-invasive. In my world, that's very invasive. So we landed on um, doing an ultrasound, which is another option. And again, that that's actually not that invasive. But in most Western medicine practices, it is not the protocol to start with an ultrasound. So that is the path that I'm on. And I will be getting an ultrasound in days to come. And I'm sure at some point I'll come back here and share more about it. But really today, what I wanted to share about is this whole journey that I've had. This journey of discovering the love of learning, discovering the love of all things natural, really learning to be an advocate for myself and for my children. And just, I wanted to inform you, the listener, that you can have those things too. And we don't have to always just kind of fall in line with what society does, you know, kind of bringing it back a little bit to that subconscious programming. There's many things that have gotten wired and programmed into our brains just from society, from this collective society of this is how we do things, this is the way it is, And we just tend to accept these things as truth and we don't question them. And I really want to just encourage you to 
pause and think about it and potentially step out of the program, step away from what the quote unquote norm is and really begin to ask yourself what it is that you want. What kind of a healthcare system do you want? How do you want to care for your body? How do you want to care for your children? You don't have to do the quote unquote norm. So I know that today was totally different, not something I have been talking about. And I'm sure I'll talk about natural health again in the future because it is something that I love so much. And it's just part of my own personal journey, right? But um, I hope you found something helpful today. I'd love to hear any questions or any thoughts or takeaways that you have. Please put them in the comments. If you are enjoying this podcast, please share it with a friend. I appreciate you so, so much. All your love and support means the world to me. Don't forget how important you are. You are seen, you are known, and you are loved. Make it an awesome day.